What is going on everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Two Cents Footy Podcast. My name is Akron McAllister and considering we basically had the Premier League final this weekend between City and Liverpool, uh, we decided to invite our favorite Manchester City guest on to this week's podcast. Uh, I think he's also our uh, most reoccurring uh, pod, uh, <laughs> um, along with Shane guest on this FBL. podcast. I think he's actually ahead of Shane at this point in time. Um, but really? he is Buntu Kali Marshe. Hey everybody, welcome back. Well, <sighs> welcome back. Well, I welcome myself back. Um, Pips South African connection. Lovely to be here. Uh, lovely to be representing the best team in the world. You know? <laughs> uh, it's always a privilege. The best yes, team by um, I, I, I find we always get you on when City are doing well. I mean, you can't say that. Well, I mean, we're not City not doing well, Zach. That's why no. I mean, I mean we did have him on, Pause. I think, when Spurs <laughs> beat City. This man something like 3 1 or something. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah, you're right. He was very dismissive of that, uh, of that loss, though. <laughs> he said, like, no, we've won 15 times in a row. We had to lose eventually. <laughs> I think that was his case. It had to happen. It had That's to a good happen. case. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it is one of the better cases we've heard. <laughs> yes. And uh, on the other side of this weekend's uh, marquee fixture uh, was Liverpool. Uh, so I believe that's a perfect segue to introduce Hayden Anderson to this week's podcast. Yeah, hello, hello. Um, yes, as much as Buntu would want us to believe, uh, despite as much as Buntu would want us to believe, uh, you can't really say the Man City is the best club because, I mean, they're not in the running for a quadruple. And as far as I, as, as far as I can see, the quadruple is still in the offing. So, yeah, I just want to wanna say that. Don't no, fall in bro. love with potential, Hayden. Wow. Rent-free, Hayden. Rent-free. You want to see facts. What do you mean? You want to see goals. Our quadruple is <laughs> living rent-free in your mind, but... Okay. I, I know. The only trophy we didn't win was the prestigious Carabao Cup. I mean, you know, that trophy means the world to everyone. <laughs> uh, I, uh, all I hear is talk from you, Buntu. All that matters Ten is pot. the, 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 the I mean, distinct fact... Yeah. That Liverpool is the only club that with the potential of winning four <laughs> trophies this season. So uh, potential, keyword potential. One point behind the Premier League. Well, I mean, how many know? trophies do you have so it's... far this season? A big fat nothing. Oh. So, well, I much. mean, speaking of uh, another uh, person uh, who hasn't had the privilege of uh, winning trophies. Oh yeah, really ever Dan, in his fandom is <laughs> Daniel Pike. No man, guys, you can you can't stop doing this to me, Oaks. You need to stop. I, I, I can't be introduced every bro. single time like this. <laughs> you can, and you will. Be. I'm gonna have until to wait a good a ten years until I can be finally introduced on the same terms as you guys. It's quite <laughs> ridiculous. Honestly, well, Dan, I don't know why you you guys are pushing so hard for this top four bid. Like you guys should just drop down to like seventh. Get back into the Conference League, win the Conference League, and then like you can finally Zach, get rid of this reputation. Zach, keep quiet. I mean, we it's know it's... you want to be in the top four, but is this really the way that you want to? Is Zach's this just trying to endorse the Conference League at the moment because you know it's out of negotiation to be in it. <laughs> you guys, I'm telling though. you now, United aren't even making it into Conference League because we're going to be in Europa. Ooh. 
that would be, be in Europa. The far better Every competition. Week, Hayden with the absolute statement of the year. It's not even a statement of the year. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's facts at this point. I mean, United are a washed-up club. We need to accept that. <laughs> Just like Ooh, to be fair, what about Leicester Hayden? What about Leicester to, Exactly. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. Hayden was Ooh. correct in predicting that United wouldn't make the top four. However, <laughs> he did predict that Leicester would. So I don't know if we can give him that much credit. Uh, that was just banter. He did think it was going to be top four, but it just so happened that it was actually worse than he expected, and it actually just landed up being true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally. Um, we have the last member of this podcast, and that is Luke Johnson, who I believe is also having a pretty good week after some midweek Champions League action. A fantastic week. Everything's been smooth sailing since um, that unfortunate loss at the Classico. <laughs> and uh, kept Chelsea in our pockets, and hopefully you're going to do the same thing this week Tuesday. So it's all good. For me and Hayden, it's looking good in the pre. I mean, in the what is it? The Champions League. Um, Child Getafe on the weekend kept a clean sheet. Standard procedure for Madrid, guys. I mean, this is nothing, nothing uh, out of the ordinary. Wait, still you... getting a bapper, Hayden. So that's always great to look forward to, also. And yeah. Wait, you guys can win the quadruple as well. Oh yeah, you're out of the Copa del Rey and yeah, you're out of the Copa del Rey. <laughs> we did win something this, to do this that. season already, I think. We, we Zach was like saying, you see the, the way you play that. Or... The way you play that is everything for me. <laughs> you know that pause Rey. wasn't long enough. No, you knew, you knew, you knew. As long as Barcelona win it, it's good. <laughs> like I'm happy. Basically, yeah, got the league in the bag, basically, and um, Champions League is also not looking too bad. So potential, man. Just like Hayden, we got some great potential this this season. Yeah, Anthony Martial uh, didn't do the business at Sevilla. He was he was sent there to ruin Real Madrid's uh, league yeah. title party, Age but Martial. couldn't get it done. Um, <laughs> but we, we'll get to Real Madrid a bit later in the podcast. But uh, we have to start with this match that uh, just recently concluded at the time of recording this. So mm. let, let's start with Buntu, considering he is the guest. Uh, and what are your thoughts on this game? How it played out? Pep's decisions. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Zach. Um, look, looking at this game, I came in with, with two approaches. Um, one, there were points in the game where I felt like I wanted a win, um, more specifically when we led. And two, there were points in the game where I decided, you know what, a draw is fine because a draw keeps things as they are. And as things are, City are at the top and uh, Liverpool are... are Second, you know what I mean, and second place doesn't win a league title, so I think yeah. yes, <laughs> it's a draw. You know what I mean, but it puts it back in our hands now. We, we City have gone on f- like for numerous um, uh, what is it, run of like winning, massive streak or winning streaks, yeah. Um, so I I can see them just doing it. You know, seven, eight more games. I can see them pushing through and doing what needs to be done to be champions and not be second. Which is nothing. Thank you. <laughs> mm. Mm. Interesting. Um, I mean, so do you want a gold star for that beautiful observation that second doesn't win the league title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, look, it, it keeps you in top four at least. Yeah. Um. Does Manchester City <laughs> perhaps have slightly easier fixtures than Liverpool? They, um, they very much the do. Way I mean, easier. 
because then perhaps a one a one point um lead is you know all that's required. Mm. Well, I think that until the last two games of the season, uh, it's pretty much easier. But then the last two those last two games are against uh, a good West Ham side, and then the last game of the season, as I'm sure everyone knows, is against Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa. So <laughs> I mean, if there's ever going to be a more picturesque finish to the season. It is Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa beating Man City to hand Liverpool the title. So I am not... I mean, this is just playing into my hands here. I mean, seeing as your favoured Aston Villa got clattered by Spurs this week, um, I, don't, I don't know about that, Eddie. <laughs> Stevie G could be you know, empty-handed by the time the end of the season comes around. You know, so I don't yeah. know. This this could just be dreams of yours, but you never know. Um, City we could bottle it we'll on the way there. I just like to point out that Liverpool mm. also have to face Steven Gerrard and Aston Villa before <laughs> the end of the season. So the opposite could also happen, Hayden. That Steven Gerrard ends up <laughs> ensuring that Liverpool don't win uh, their second Premier League title, which, if anything, would be even more storybook, even more poetic. Uh, no. <laughs> Steals the title from um, his ex-club. Well, it's not even an ex-club. He's still affiliated in some regard. No, you see, if that happens, I, w- I, w- I won't be on the podcast that weekend. Man took off leave. I'm taking leave conditionally if that happens. So you guys, you heard it here first. Imagine that they lose to Spurs the week before, and then they lose to Aston Villa. That would just be... But who loses the Spurs? Oh, wait. I was about to say, Dan just slid that Ten in very nice. Like, oh. like Man City, of course. That is low. Hey, only the that top teams low, lose Hayden. to Spurs. That is low. <laughs> I, actually, I still kind of see this as a bit of an L for Man City, Buntu. Like, mm. yes, that first half was, like, mental. It was, like... Yeah. City were playing so well. It was such a good game. But, like, you felt that... Like with the fans and just the way that the rhythm was going, like City were gonna do it, and um, we, we, it would have been the difference between like a one point and like a, a four point lead. I think it was and a four point. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, no. Looking, yeah. looking, looking back at it, um, like like on a quick glass scale, I think that game for us was gonna do two things: either keep things the same. or it was gonna give us a a two game buffer whereby we can. Yeah throw more or less two games and we can still win the league. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but the unfortunate thing is, obviously that didn't happen. And I was really disappointed because the way we played, especially in those first few minutes, because Jota's goal, I felt, was against the run of play more than anything. I felt like City dominated possession. We were pressing very well. Um, Edison, I don't know who Edison is trying to impress. I don't know yeah. if his crush was watching the game. The rest of Brazil. Or mate. if maybe his crush is, um, you know, uh, man's trying to get that starting position in the something. Brazilian national team. Dude, that man's icy <laughs> cold, bro. He was, no, but I mean, he was trying to show us how icy cold he could be. And the thing is, us city fans, we're not icy cold in situations that are, you know, this not icy cold. You know what I mean? Um, so looking at that, that was, um, very scary for me. I felt like Riyad Mahrez should have passed it to Phil Foden, who was open. I felt like that was yeah. the one thing I that I could your... say, because Foden was open, and it was like, and you, everyone could see it. Like, I think even on the field, you could see, like, just pass to Phil Foden. You know what I mean? Like, Phil Foden is open. He played a, a fantastic game. He's yeah. such a wonder kid. And he just doesn't pass it to... I mean, Phil Foden, 
you know, scoring the winning goal in the last minutes at the Etihad against um, our biggest title challenges. You know, it, some stories, you know, they're supposed to write themselves. And I think Riyad Mahrez didn't quite have, you know, the, 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 the vision that everyone else had. Yeah, I mm. think Mahrez is probably just after the glory mm. because if he had passed it or attempted to pass it to Foden and got intercepted, I would have forgiven him very easily. But I mean, just... Mm. The atmosphere yes. and that, like, that was like, very that literally play. the last mm. moment of the game. So I think he just he just smelt all <clears> that glory, you know, like chipping it over the keeper in such a fancy fashion. You know, he would have been the star of the show. Isn't this the, the second is, like, time? I still think. Isn't this the second time Morris has skied a shot in like the dying moments of game against Liverpool? Didn't he miss a penalty last time they went? Penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, can, you can you can forgive that one. Yeah, he skied the penalty. A penalty, it happens. But this one was unforgivable because I feel like if it had been any other minutes in the game and if it had been any other opponent, if, for example, we were playing yeah. um, Wolves or someone and, like, you know, he would have passed that ball to full Foden. But I felt like because of the fact that it was Liverpool, it was a big game, he hasn't really had a good, like, period of football in terms of this, like, especially around the times of international breaks. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he didn't get mm. the start. So I felt like for him... He kind of put his own needs of making a statement before the club's needs of, you know, um, getting the win that we needed to get. Because for me, I, I really thought on everything. I was like, he's going to pass this ball. I looked there, I looked at Phil Foden and I smiled because I was like, it's Phil Foden. You know what I mean? And then he just doesn't pass the ball. And that was, that for me was really uncharacteristic of, uh, Mores and City as a whole. Thing is, besides that though, I still think Pep really got mm. the lineup right. Everyone, like, mm. everyone played so well. It was crazy. Kevin is like... Kevin's the midfield crazy, goat, guys. bro. Oh, midfield my goat Best far. midfielder in the Him world. Him and Foden. Best it's midfielder like, in the world. It's like... Very dangerous. Yo. Yo. I like this. I honestly can't um, elaborate even further. Just De Bruyne and Foden. Magical. The only the only oak that I think was really clutching today was Sterling. <laughs> like he had his moments, but as he always does against Liverpool. Yes, man. It's, so when it's I him must and say, guys, Dijk. I would have. I would have just. If he... Van Dijk doesn't even do anything, bro. He just like stares on him, and then Sterling fumbles. Naturally, like it, it just happens like that. And he had so like I think he had quite a few opportunities throughout that whole game. Yeah, at least it. two I don't clean know. ones. Two clean. I don't opportunities know. It must, it must just be that it had to that be, it's Liverpool, just... but the man, the man was not. Um, the one today. Sterling has to have the best catalogue of disallowed goals. <laughs> like the man oh, scored some like that was close. Eh? Some some banger like goals. So I was stressing when that when that one was um, uh, being reviewed. <laughs> I am unfortunately. I am and also Bunsen, like, What did you think of uh, Gabriel starting again? Like the um, man hasn't started in quite a while, and now suddenly everyone. I'm, I'm glad you touched on that because everyone questioned um, why was Gabriel Jesus starting, having not started for such a long time in the Prem. I think even yeah. the analysts were and um, the pundits. Everyone was questioning why did he not start, and I realized in my head, like as soon as I saw he's starting, I didn't even question because I realized he's yeah. looking at people who tend to score goals against Liverpool, like in a, in a in a City versus Liverpool game. I don't know if you remember. I think it was the time. I don't know if it was the time we won 4-1 or no. It was the last 2-2 draw, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Or probably before that. It was the season we lost the league, but Liverpool won the league and then we chowed Liverpool. It was that mm. season. 
um, whereby he scored. And I think he, he has a, a tendency of being able to score in games like this. And I think he knew that Klopp would think that he'd go with his play around the fact that I don't have a striker approach. Uh, yeah. Whereas he decided, you know, let me confuse the enemy a little bit and just really play a number nine, which is uh, Gabriel Jesus. And he had a, a fantastic game. There were a couple of errors here and there, but I think him, him, like Gabriel Jesus had an excellent game. Um, yeah. So did most of the city team, except for uh, Raheem Sterling. But I think everyone else had a very, yeah. very good game. And I was like just impressed by the amount of long passes from defenders, especially just mm. you know end to end passes, yeah. and they were He's so accurate. Cancelo. So I think. Yeah, Cancelo, yeah, Cancelo and Laporte had a very nice pass as and well. Walker, man. Shit, it was man. a very good game. forget how fast Walker actually is. True. I love that, that you brought up... Show. Sorry, Luke. I love that you brought up the long passes, Buntu. Because I thought it was quite mm. funny that this is supposed to be like a game between two of the best modern managers in football. And like, you think about like football, what it is now, it's like very ground-based, possession, mm. fast counter-attacks, whatever. Mm. You don't often see like long balls played as much. And then t- in today's game, there's just like long balls being pinned Crazy. all over, which I thought was mm. quite funny considering how much like the managerial pedigree of these two managers was hyped up. So True. Yeah, it was yeah. like I was watching. Ah, so I was play. also as surprised. Yes, Hayden, watching Trent ping one across to Robertson is like... But they always do that. Yo, but today Beautiful. Trent's long balls know, were horrendous. So Trent could not do anything good today. What are you, David, what are you even talking about? Literally Cancelo. made an assist. I think twice. <laughs> Two assists. Yeah, man, I also think he had a pretty decent game. No, I think Attacking in the first half he was like one of the prime, <laughs> prime suspects for um, Liverpool yeah. playing terribly. I mean, in the second I mean, half, he was the reason. On, he but... was the reason Jesus scored that second goal. I mean, that yeah, he was the reason Jesus scored that second goal because. Um, I think it was Jota who was telling him, Trent, look at your man, even pointing at Jesus. And Trent didn't look at Jesus. He had his eyes on the ball. Yeah, yeah, and he completely so as soon as the ball him. was played around, he was just... That's why Jesus was so open, because he was being mocked by Trent. You know what I mean? And, you know, yeah. sometimes a fullback has to be a fullback. <laughs> I mean, today, like... The, <laughs> That's the such a true statement. It was like, pretty, pretty physical, hey? Like, the ref was really just letting things go. And for the first time, like... Uh, Hayden, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but like a lot of the things went Liverpool's way. I think like specifically mm, with Thiago. Yo, I was watching that, that Oak was, and I really don't know how he card. didn't get a second. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't get a second yellow. Like they even the replay, the Oak child, he's flipping um, his opponent there. I forgot who it was. I think it was De Bruyne. It was Kevin De Bruyne. I think it was, De, I think it was yeah, KDB. It was Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne. Like, it was I KDB. It was KDB yeah. And he absolutely sent it. And I was like, oh, it's late. Here we go. There's the next twist. It's going to be, it's over for him. But and the Oak is just like oh, wait, a free kick, like just you know carry on. Absolutely shocking, but it's okay. We're not gonna complain. Yeah, you know, you, you you see, here's the thing, right, guys? I was watching some other YouTube video by some other YouTuber, and he was discussing what is the not best... ZMC Productions. Then <laughs> sorry, we were by any chance watching ZMC Productions? Uh, uh, I don't know what you were talking about. I've never heard of this, 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 this channel in my life. Uh, no, but um, so in this video reactions. that I was watching, this guy was talking about what is the best Premier League game over the history of the Premier League. So the best rivalry and the best game to watch. And he was and he was talking about how what made Arsenal versus Manchester United so special as a game to watch, and that's nece- and what is inherent in, in my the eyes. specialness of that game was how ferocious it was, the level of physicality mm. that was involved between players 
on, on both sides. And that's something that as good as Man City and Liverpool is, it lacks. It lacks that that, that bite, that physicality. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to, to see it be apparent um, in this game, I think what made it a bit yeah. more interesting. I do think that when referees approach big games like these, they tend to have a little bit more leeway when it comes to yeah. the physicality between players. Because mm-hmm. I think they realize that in high tense situations, it tends to be more physical. Mm. Wait, Especially with the, the way that both of these play, because it was like gang counter taps for uh, counter attacks for both teams. Mm. It was Wait, in stuff really. I just want to go back a couple steps, Hayden. So, are you saying that the Premier League was in its prime when United and Arsenal were the two best teams in the league? Um, firstly, Zach. I'm, re- I'm referencing Port a video in, 4K. in which they are discussing, <laughs> in which this man was just discussing good Premier League matches, and maybe even mm. the best Premier League matches. Just because two teams are involved in the best matches does not mean they are the two best teams. Uh, okay, I'll read Within a particular period or even over the entire history of the Premier League. So, I, ple- I mean, please, Zach, <laughs> do not misunderstand So, are you saying know the your best place. rivalry is prime Manchester United versus prime Arsenal? Well, no, the the best matches in 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 essence, because I think I will concede, yeah, best matches played, or you could probably say it was those those two uh, thousands Arsenal mm, versus Manchester United no games, because there there was some there was some nice <laughs> physicality, there was tension. Um, the physicality and the tension is still apparent in a Liverpool United game. I've been mean, not anymore, considering we just chow you five 0 all the time. So <laughs> you, you must understand, I mean, Zach. We'll see about on, that. It depends on the. Um, uh, the competitive nature of the two clubs involved. You, you mentioned Liverpool United. Uh, I'm looking at Liverpool's fixtures right now. Yeah, and we play you and we play Everton. But I'm not. I'm not worried in the slightest because I mean, t- <laughs> us playing United. Ah, easy three points at Anfield. Your easy claps. Oh, somebody. Your training ground, boys. He needs boys, some boys. milk. <laughs> I am so happy we are recording this podcast right now, <laughs> so that if. By some chance, United do win this game. Or at least, even yeah. if they get a draw. Even if they just help mm. Liverpool drop points. I can Run bring this out. up again. Mm. Mm. Please, I'm please do. That's also a bit of wishful thinking too. I but. mean, it is. It really is. But just on the off chance it happens. I'm Zach, happy that... Yeah. Zach, if Everton... If Frank Lampard's Everton can beat you at Old Trafford... No, it wasn't at Old Trafford. Yeah, it was at Old Trafford. Then, no, I mean, I come on, Zach. No, it was away, it was away, it was away. Or was it at Goodison Park? But anyway, come on, Zach, please. Know your place. Hey, you are setting a lot of traps for your future self right here. Like, <laughs> there's a lot that you're saying that could come back to bite you right now. Mm-mm. I think the best thing Manchester United did was keep Everton in the league and maybe just make Liverpool fans slightly more sound. Or potentially <laughs> kept Everton in the league. Exactly, dude. Like, we're playing three, 40 chess here. It's beautiful. Guys, I don't know why you're playing 40 chess. We always beat Everton. All you're doing is giving us three three more points every season. Six more points every season. Ooh. Oh my goodness me. That six-point correction got Zach bad. (laughs) Um, Hey, Dino. Gift of the givers, Zach. I just wanted to ask you as a supporter specifically was like, um, Salah hasn't been in form lately quite a while. So when when uh, the the lineup came with Mane, Jota, and Salah, 
were you happy with that? Like, was that, did you want that to be your, your, your front three? Or, because, I mean, Luis Diaz has been doing the things. And I just wasn't really expecting this lineup, the front three specifically. Well. Because, I mean, Salah didn't really so, feature today, I don't think. Like, he was he there, was, but he wasn't really. He assisted like, the second goal. I mean, Trent gave a good pass uh, to him, and then he gave a pass to Mane. And that led, obviously, to the second goal. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's understandable why maybe Salah's hit a bit of a rough patch. I think you can only get knocked out by Senegal in finals so many times before it like mm-hmm. it, hurt, it hits you hard. Um, <laughs> so, I get it. Uh, I do think he can make a bit of magic. So I I do think that it was substantiated his appearance in the starting eleven today. Yeah. Um, Luis Diaz I think is also the new guy in the squad. So he you know, you know first in first out. Uh, and besides, he came on and he gave his butt when he came on as a sub. You know we we need mm-hmm. the depth. So yeah, I, I was Firmino too got up an appearance today. He did indeed. The legend. Yeah, I've, yeah, but I do think he's starting 11 days or behind him, Firmino. Mm. Mm, yeah, just mm, before we um, leave uh, the Liverpool conversation, I don't know, Hayes, just any thoughts on potential contract extensions for um, my boy Salah? Um, or you like, he's a good player, but we need to get some something, to Madrid, mate. something new in. I wouldn't mind keeping him. But I mean, if he extends, he extends. If he doesn't, then we sell him and then we replace him. I have faith in... You know the establishment at Liverpool to get uh, to, to grow the squad if he has to go. Obviously, it'd be nice. I have, to keep I, have him. I have a quick question on on this one. Agreed. All right. If you don't mind me interjecting, your Hayden. Um, go ahead. You realize if Salah gets paid what he's asked to get paid, which is about four hundred fifty to five hundred k. Yeah. Uh, a week. Um, what then happens to the contracts of your Mornays and your Virgils and your Trents and course. your Robertsons and your Andersons? Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah, Salah too. getting this will change the wage structure. I mean, how do you, would you would you want to keep him regardless of the change in wage structure? Or uh, is Salah worth, you know, not worth more, but is keeping Salah at the number one priority and then you'll deal with the rest later? Um, I hear you. That is obviously the foundational question that has uh, underpinned the entire negotiations for Salah's new contract. And I think um, readjusting the wage structure to suit the idea or the, 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 the vision of, of just Salah, I don't think is feasible. I think Salah really does need to understand that he is part of the Liverpool establishment and it's unsustainable for Liverpool to obviously um, readjust mm-hmm. the wage structure. I mean, obviously, if, if um, um, FSG decides that in the course of these <laughs> negotiations, they would want to... Uh, imbue the club with more money in, into for the uh, provision of wages. And that's a different story. But I think given the current paradigm, um, Salah, as good as he is, does not warrant shifting everything. And so we've seen it before. I mean, Coutinho was Liverpool's best player. He left and Liverpool got stronger. So uh, I think Salah must also be wary of the fact that Liverpool, uh, Liverpool players think that uh, the grass is greener in La Liga and then they get chowed. And then Liverpool gets mm-hmm. stronger. So, what yeah. is Salah expecting though? From what to what? What does he want? I think as Winter said, it was five hundred k. Liverpool don't have that money to get. Oh, he wants five hundred k. Yeah, and I think if, if Salah wants to be in a club a that is successful, he needs to understand that that now? club has rules and has a structure that fa- forms the foundation for its success. And that is Liverpool's current wage structure, which has brought it so much success. So, if he wants to, 
I mean, he's not getting paid peanuts. He's still getting paid a lot of money. I think that he needs to temper his expectations or else he, he should go out somewhere else. It won't be a trade so, crash, I hope. So, Luke, Salah is currently on 200000 a week. And he, he's the Damn. highest paid player at the moment at 200000 So In the whole of Liverpool? In the whole, him and Van Dijk <laughs> are both on 200k at the Damn. moment before now the I contract have, extension. I have another question, if you, if you don't mind, Hayden. Um, my next question is, um, since you say uh, Salah should should accept the fact that if if he's not willing to to lower his expectations, uh, you know, Liverpool basically he can go. Liverpool can go without Salah, so they don't need him as much as he may think that they need him. Um. Doesn't doesn't uh, being unable to give the big players uh, big wages or more or less the wages that they want uh, now tamper like your club's ability to be able to get the likes of other world class players, for example, your Mbappe and your Holland and your other like big name players. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I well, not, not is, like you, just Mbappe, you Holland, but other players as well. Mm. Yeah, you raise a good point, Winter, but I think you also have to understand the history of Liverpool as a club in terms of the players that they get. When has Liverpool yes. ever bought a player like Mbappe or Haaland? Never. Liverpool doesn't, I mean, Liverpool doesn't times are changing. Liverpool doesn't with the program. makes superstars. Because they want to go to the pinnacle of football. Because they've got no Hayden. pool. We have this chat every single week. <laughs> the next Liverpool step. is the pinnacle of football because we make the our pinnacle. superstars. You buy them. Yeah. Because everyone wants to just chill with Jordan Henderson behind them and uh, <laughs> Thiago feeding them three balls. <laughs> Are you really going to come here and disrespect Thiago? No, no, no. Actually, no. Mad respect, mad respect, bro. No, honestly. But like, seriously, Salah's won. I think we asked this before. Has he won everything that he can at Liverpool? Or is he missing one thing? He was missing one here. The FA Cup. He's missing oh, the FA Cup, which now. they're still in the running for, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, would you think it would be fair if they won the Euro Europa League? This he hasn't won a Europa League. That he could be. Ah, uh-huh, okay, but no one really wants to win the Europa League unless he liked Barca or United <laughs> or something. <laughs> or Spurs. Not, not, not quite there, Dan. <laughs> Soon, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so just underhanded. No, but like, seriously, it's if so he wins the FA Cup, then he's won everything. Liverpool, he's 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 a legend at Liverpool. He's a Premier League legend. Then surely, like maybe he can consider okay, like maybe trying a new challenge uh, or something. Genuinely, Premier League legend. Oh, wait a minute. Ooh. I think Salah's a Premier League legend. Most bro. definitely. Single ah, season goal goal scoring record. Come on, he did. Now, he's got the most Premier yeah. League legend. How many seasons has Salah played? I mean, look, Aguero. You know, that's that's a Prem legend. Your Thierry Henry. That, that's yeah. a Prem legend. Salah. Ah, no, Salah. Salah's definitely not in that quite, category, bro. He's, yeah, no, you have to say He's a Premier League legend. You have to say it. It's like a Kane debate. He's won the gold of Liverpool. You're not going to build a statue for Salah. You're not going to build it. Would Liverpool build a statue for Salah? Think about every other legend and think about the fact that that club would have built a statue for that person. We would have built a statue for Sergio. Well, we are actually planning on building a statue for I think Liverpool would definitely build a statue or, you know, name a statue. No, I thought Salah was to retire today. 100%. No. But if Salah was to retire today, would they build a statue of Van Dyke? No cap. Or Trent. Trent Trent is like the embodiment of Liverpool for me. You can't build a statue of them today, though. My point is, he hasn't yet reached the point whereby you can say if he retires today, we can build a statue in his name. I mean, what what more must Salah do, bro? Yes, sir. Win a Ballon d'Or. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot that needs to go into being a legend. You know what I mean? Tottenham, for example, would build a statue for K. But now my question is to you, Hayden. 
would Liverpool build a statue for Salah if he was to retire today? <laughs> How is that like the standpoint, like the, 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 the benchmark of being a legend? It's the one thing like, all Oh, if we build your statue, you're a goat. <laughs> exactly. Does Ronaldo have no, a statue I'm, outside I'm of Madrid? saying like, you have to build the statue, but I'm saying, would there be enough grounds for him to be, for him to get a statue? Because if you're not even a club, how can you not be a club legend and then be a prem legend? You get, you get what I mean? Um, you need to be a club Salah legend. a club legend? Look, Buntu, I think you need to take a step back and you have to realize just every single player in this Liverpool squad, in the starting 11 that played, can maybe except for Jota yet, is a club legend. Why? So they all because get Because they won the Premier League after 30 years. So, yes, he's oh, a club legend. On. All of you them deserve a statue outside of, statue. outside of Anfield. What? So, yeah. When I say that Salah's a club legend, does he deserve a statue? He probably reaches that threshold. But then again, I don't <laughs> think that earning a statue is necessarily the threshold to being deemed a legend. But I get where look, you're coming it's a from bigger in terms of the sentimental like it, value it, it, of a player. It more or less sets the standards. I mean, look, City won the league after 40-something years the first time we won it. Yeah, and but then you bought it with oil build. money. So, oh, I mean, I, we should... Don't do that. Well, you should just build a statue of like an oil rig. Now you need oil money. <laughs> oil money is necessary deeper now. Because, you know, Salah won't sign his contract unless that oil money is there. Look, the last thing I'll say on the Salah contract extension topic is that if I was a Liverpool fan, I know one man doesn't make a club, but if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be pretty concerned about my club going into this pretty critical off-season with Michael Edwards, the guy who pretty much, you know, built this whole Liverpool project to be what it is, leaving at the end of the season. Um, do you know who bought Luis Diaz? He's leaving. Yeah, you know Michael who Edwards, who is it was the not Michael Edwards, it was Michael Edwards' he... replacement. Michael Edwards apparently took a very much... Very much took the back seat in that procurement. So I do think the structure is in no, place. Not Lu- but not Luis Diaz specifically. Like the entire Liverpool project being what it is now. Hiring Jürgen Yes, of Klopp, course. Of course we signing. should be incredibly thankful. But I do think that when it comes to the structure of how we buy players, it's more than one man. Um, and Michael Edwards is of, is, of course, the face of it. But it's a structural thing within the club. And if the structure can ma- be maintained then I, st- I think that Liverpool has a firing chance in ensuring the longev- longevity of its strong squad. So, mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, longevity and uh, persistent success, Real Madrid uh, Ew. Went, went to Stamford Bridge. It was the Stamford Bridge, right, Luke? It was a Stamford Bridge. Yeah, went to Stamford Bridge and gave City three. Uh, end up winning three one, pretty comfortably, at least by my, uh, from my point of view. So Luke, uh, what are your thoughts on the game, and how confident are you that uh, how many Champions Leagues would this be? Eight. This would be fourteen, bro. If we win. No, no, no. Well, fourteen. <laughs> Guys, this like is fourteen Champions Leagues, bro. Hold up, hold, hold, hold up, hold up. Bro, okay. It's on their flipping sleeves. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're, now someone, that you mentioned that, that, yeah, that, that's probably right. Bro, I'm not even joking. They've won 13 times. Yes, bro. Then we've won the like Premier League a couple times then. Also, <laughs> before it was bro, named the Premier League. Bro, just go on Google and search it. Yeah, but you, the last time you won the Premier League was like 60 years ago. So please. Madrid yeah, 13. The UCL. And you click enter. 
you're gonna get a fat answer of 13. To be fair though, those Damn. do in, those do include some. Um, those are like in the 50s, bro. They do include some. Don't, don't include don't include your, your European cups. If yes, they include some European, European cups, cups when nah, Real Madrid were mm. backed by uh, no. Franco and his regime, and Real Madrid yeah. used uh, very much as a political piece. So uh, some of those I think are a bit shaky, but technically okay. they do have 13. Yeah, technically. Yeah. Okay, let's exactly. count. I mean, it doesn't surprise like me that you know, Real is a fascist cloud. It really they doesn't. They've got a solid four in recent history, Jess. So <laughs> Wait, look, look, look. I think we need to address this. Do you support a fascist club? <laughs> do I support oh, a fascist what? club? What? What does that even mean? Yes, I do, Hayden. Okay. All right. Are Moving you a fascist? On to the, the, uh, the breakdown <laughs> of the game. <laughs> solid lineup. What I tell you every single week. Benzema starts. Mendy on the left back. We happy. Oaks are happy. We've got a solid midfield uh, with a combined age of over like a hundred. So that's always mm. quite, quite uh, a little bit scary because that's actually the way though. with Chelsea. <laughs> uh, I don't actually know, bro. It's it could be. I mean, and... Modric is like thirty-five. Cross nah, <laughs> it's pretty close. I think Modric is thirty-six. Cruz is like it's close to hundred, bro. It's definitely in the nineties, high eighties, high eighties, early nineties, I guess, which is a little bit scary. Um, so what's that? Cruz, Modric, and Casemiro. Casemiro. And Casemiro. I mean, that is a goat midfield. The golden though. trio. That is a goat like, midfield. You wouldn't add and or subtract any of those. You know, anything And Shalati doesn't add and subtract, bro. He's been grind. Modric has flipping played almost like every single game. And he's doing the thing. So I was happy with the lineup. The only difference this time was that he put Fidi Valverde um, on the right wing, which is a little bit weird because uh, it's usually... Uh, Rodrigo there, or it's like, um, what's this guy's name? Um, Marco Asensio. So I think I think Ancelotti knew that, given like this the semi final tie that we had last season with Chelsea, like they just their midfield was crazy and they just absolutely ran through like everyone. So Valverde is known for just carrying the ball, just being like a box to box and just getting stuff done, and it paid off in the end, which is pretty solid. It always helps to have Benz scoring a hat trick for you. That's always very nice to uh, to have, and um, yeah, I don't think really, I don't think Madrid really like suffered here. It wasn't like Chelsea had some good shots, like Mount had a really really good uh, opportunity, and I think Azpi also did. Reese James was solid. Reese James was like crazy crazy solid, and um, I think also Vinny against Christensen <laughs> was a bit was a little bit unevenly matched, so that that always helped. But like guys, I don't know if you guys watch it, but hopefully you've watched the the goals that Ben scored. Like that guy scored two crazy headers, first and second goal. Dude, like Ben's has been proper. running up the numbers recently. Yeah, bro. But they were like they weren't even just like corner headers. They were like flipping, like almost outside the box type of thing. So yeah, that was quite nice. And um, yeah, it was a solid game. So. I don't know why we... I don't know when we... Cons- oh, Havertz scored like a header too, I think. Uh, I don't know how that happened. But anyway, luckily it didn't... It didn't chow. Um, but again, I think it was more a situation of like... Chelsea were more bad than Madrid were great. Kind of situation. <laughs> mm. Like in yeah, like Chelsea, the Classico. Chelsea have not been great recently, to be honest. I, I, I yeah. don't know. Like we, We'll they, see what happens with Spurs, but... Yeah, they came in from Brentford, and I, I don't think I don't think the vibes are good. I think I also think... starting um, Azpi on the left didn't really help. 
Dude, that confused me so much. I think Timothy was yeah, telling was me the lineup, and I was like, weird. what? Yeah. Well, I mean, they do seem to have bounced back slightly after beating Southampton 6 0. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I do think um, the the uncertainty at the club really did start to manifest itself in the performances. Yeah. I was kind of worried that they, they you would have like Lukaku because I feel like he would, he definitely would just like tear through like Alaba specifically. So I'm glad that he only subbed in data and didn't really have. He had, I think he actually had two or three. No, one or two like really good chances that he just missed. But I'm kind of just boiling that down to like lack of match games and just like, mm. you know, generally just not playing. Um, mm. But I definitely, they're obviously going to make some changes for the Madrid tie. And um, yeah, I'm excited for it. At least it's going to be at home this time. Um, and you know how, how nice it is to play at home with Madrid in the Champions League because the fans really do the things. So yeah, it was a decent, it was a decent game. The only change that I think we're going to make um, is Militao got booked, so he's going to miss the next game. So we're going to have Nacho, uh, which historically is not really the greatest backup. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a little bit of a... Yeah, it's going to be a little bit scary. Sorry? Yeah, you defended so well in that, in that, in that game against Chelsea. He was really one of the... Like, Defender, but it's yeah, he's solid, bro. He's, he's amazing. Um, but yeah, I think we'll be alright. At least we have we have like a two goal cushion, which is quite nice. But I think obviously it's always going to be down to whoever scores first. Then things are going to be decided a little bit more. I think there's always an opportunity for Chelsea to to turn it around. They have this squad depth is crazy. Two cool pumping, flipping. Okay, Southampton, but I mean six goals is a little bit scary. Um, but yeah, we also have the goat back. We have Gareth Bale, who can always who can, <laughs> who can channel his inner goat and maybe maybe do some things if if Madrid get a bit tired. So you just give him a free kick. Eh? He'll put yeah, it away. Bro, like I'm I'm stoked. Hey, eh? like this is a lot more positive than PSG. Uh, I know I say this before the the second the second leg where everything is decided, but if we can pump all the oil clubs and get to City. That'll be great because <laughs> then we can chow PSG, we can chow Chelsea, we can chow um, City, and then and then yo maybe we'll go against Liverpool, Hayden. There's a genuine possibility. I would well, love to see so that guys one uh, up can, against Villarreal. Uh, yeah, bro. I mean, but for Hayden, he's got Benfica, bro. Like massive favorites to win. Going to be very difficult to get to the next round with them. And um, if they do, then it'll be pretty pretty evenly matched. I'd say. Well, you see, here's the thing, right? Um, I think that Liverpool, if they could face Real Madrid with a fully formed squad, can beat them without without an injured crisis. And I would love to be able to prove that. <laughs> uh, uh, that that would be a great Liverpool in the Champions League. That would be a great. Uh, that would be the final, right? If you were to meet, that, that would be a final. Yeah, that would be that would be great pod- and podcast content. If Liverpool chow Bayern, if Bayern go through. That would be quite interesting. Yeah, so if you are listening at this point, uh, you, you're definitely going to want to subscribe uh, so that if that scenario does happen, uh, you don't miss it because it should be an absolute banger of an episode. The episode before the final, the episode after the final, you're not yeah. going to want to miss it. should happen. Um, we, but anyway. We're going to cut off, cut off just before we can chat about United and Dan got zero <laughs> vibes. Dan scored you're not, four. You're not, you're not he's on exactly. form. We see what Our you're man's doing. happy. He's keeping clean sheets. He's in the top four and zero 
vibes were given to this gent. Like, <laughs> we introduced him. Away, bro. Away, Dan, you had a good week. Yeah, bro, we won. Everything's looking good. Like, we're top of the league. It's like, it's great, bro. Um, away, next. Hayden, how are you, bro? <laughs> Nah, but suppose yeah. I've been playing a great game of like they've been playing great football, and I think I think for me, uh, as much as I don't want it to be them, it's going to be them to make top four. I mean, they have to at this point make top. I'm four. with you. They want to, yeah, man. It would take something special, Come and on, you know, Spurs. this is Spurs. So Spurs is a team of special things, but I mean, this time it would take like an extra, extra Spursy moment in order for them not to make uh, the yeah. top four, given the position Dad and is the football that they're to playing. Get those, the... The new edition Spurs undies if they make it into the Champions, <laughs> Champions, Champions League edition, bro. You can have the you can have the Champions League badge like right there on your crack. <laughs> Dude, Luke is obsessed with these Spurs undies. No, um, no, I'm dead. <laughs> but anyway, um, if you did enjoy listening, uh, please be sure to rate and review. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, give us a like. Um, and until then, oh, thanks, Buntu, for joining us as well. Ah, um, always, always a pleasure. You, you cannot be contained. I like being here. I love being here. This is my favorite podcast. So why would I not join? I like this place. I love the football. I love the talk. I love the football IQ. <laughs> we love having you here. So until next week, this has been the Two Cents Free Crew of the Two Cents Free Podcast. Have a good day.